escape. We'll see you at Clock and Flap. We'll Bye-bye. be back here next week. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock slams Cathay's reaction to its huge passenger, passenger data hack. The head of the new Hang Seng University lauds the benefits of its independence and the health chief says the government may yet create a high-risk pool for its voluntary health insurance plan. The legislator representing the information technology sector says it's up to Cathay Pacific passengers to decide how hacking of their personal details should be handled, not the airline. The company recently admitted a major data breach of nearly 10 million of its customers. The airline said it discovered unusual activities in its computer system in March. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, lawmaker Charles Mock said he felt even more angry when the airline said the delay was to avoid provoking fear and concern. I and many other affected passengers want to tell the airline that these are our data that you have mishandled and lost. It should be up to us to decide whether we are fearful or concerned about the aftermath, not you. It is not the business of the one which mishandled our data to determine whether my worries should be unnecessary or not. Hundred, sorry. Mr. Mock also criticized Hong Kong's privacy laws for being seriously outdated, saying people may not be able to claim compensation from the airline. Unfortunately, since our data protection laws in Hong Kong is backward by at least 20 years, Hong Kong people can only watch as other regulators go after a Hong Kong company, potentially levying hefty fines over that Hong Kong company and even lending compensation for individual overseas nationals. As an international city, once again, we should be ashamed of our outdated laws. The president of the newly upgraded Hang Seng University, Simon Ho, says he thinks it's more autonomous compared to others in Hong Kong. The institution was upgraded from a college last week, becoming the second private university here and the 10th overall. Professor Ho says its autonomy is partly due to the fact that members of its governing body are not appointed by the government. We are not government-funded. The members of the governance body, none of them actually appointed by the government, so we can freely form our governance body. And also because we are not relying on government's operating funding, so we can have more autonomy to run academic program on our own initiative. And also we don't need to follow you know, some indicators as expected by some other university, including you know, a lot of our research indicators, the score of the student admitting to the institution, the ranking. You know, we are, have more space to pursue the mission set by ourselves. Hundreds of travellers have again been forced to wait for shuttle buses at the new bridge to Zhuhai and Macau. One commuter to Macau said he plans to take the ferry on his return trip at night and wants the shuttle operator to bring in more double-deckers to ease the delays. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says the government may run its voluntary health insurance scheme for a few years before deciding on whether to create a high-risk pool. The insurance scheme will start next April but won't include cover for patients with certain chronic conditions to join the scheme. Here's Ms Chan. We were not able to achieve consensus at the time when we do our consultation. So therefore, we may take you know a few years to uh, first uh, launch the uh, voluntary health insurance and uh, get some experience. We'll build on our experience and uh, see you know how best to move forward, including looking at uh, the possibility of uh, creating a high risk pool. 
In the last weekend of campaigning ahead of Tuesday's midterm elections in the United States, President Trump has again been addressing voters at rallies. His message focused on economic growth and his hardline stance on immigration. Mr. Trump referred to barbed wire going up on the southern U.S. border as a beautiful sight. This report from the BBC's Dan Johnson. The themes are familiar and repeated at almost every rally. The strong economy, record job numbers, the promise of tax cuts, then the tough talk on Iran and immigration. There's still no wall, so the president has sent troops to the Mexican border and talked of creating tent cities to hold migrants. No surprise, perhaps, that both the president and the Democrats described this as one of America's most important elections. Barack Obama said it's about the character of the country. Democrats are hopeful of winning control of the House of Representatives and frustrating the president's plans. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The husband of Asya Bibi, the Christian woman in Pakistan whose blasphemy conviction was overturned, has appealed for them to be granted asylum overseas. Miss Bibi spent eight years on death row before her acquittal. However, Pakistan's information minister, Fawad Chaudhary, says Miss Bibi was safe. She's in Pakistan and... Uh... Law enforcement agencies are taking care of her. There's no apparent danger to her life as um, the security is well beefed up. So, yes, there is a situation and we are dealing with it. But I assure you that her life is uh, not in danger and uh, there is no issue uh, with her uh, security. But that's a position that Miss Bibi's husband, Ashik Masih, rejects. The BBC's Don John Donison reports. In a video sent to journalists, Ashik Masih appeals to Theresa May for help, asking that Asiya Bibi and her family are granted their freedom. Speaking in Punjabi, Mr Masih also asked for the family to be given asylum in the United States and Canada, addressing President Trump and the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Asiya Bibi's lawyer has already fled the country, saying his life was under threat. There were three days of violent protests from Pakistan's Islamists after the Christians' conviction for blasphemy was overturned earlier this week. The demonstrations died down only after the government struck a deal with the Islamists and agreed to stop Asiya Bibi from leaving the country. She remains in prison. In the past, when asked about the case, Theresa May has called for the death penalty to be abolished across the world. A UN aid convoy has reached a remote Syrian camp housing more than 50,000 people displaced by the civil war. It's the first time the refugees have received help since January. The Syrian Arab Red Crescent says many residents are suffering from shortages of food and clean water. Aid convoys have been blocked from entering the camp by various sides. The Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar has warned that Britain's planned departure from the European Union has threatened the long-standing peace deal known as the Good Friday Agreement that ended decades of violence in Northern Ireland. Mr Varadkar made the comments in an interview with the Irish state broadcaster RTE. Brexit has undermined the Good Friday Agreement and it is fraying relationships uh, between Britain and Ireland. You know, anything that pulls the two communities apart in Northern Ireland undermines the Good Friday Agreement and anything that pulls Britain and Ireland apart uh, undermines that relationship. Brexit negotiations between the British government and the European Union have stalled over how to avoid the return of a hard border between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Britain is due to leave the EU in March. Sport, Liverpool drew one all away at Arsenal to move one point clear of Manchester City at the top of the English Premier League. Reds manager Jurgen Klopp was phlegmatic about the result. I think we had the bigger chances we had, could have had second and third up. But open game, 
bigger chances for us if we want. But of course, the, the draw is an absolute okay result. For Arsenal boss Unai Emery, that's now 14 games unbeaten. The next, the next, they next host Sporting Lisbon in the Europa League on Thursday. Did a loss is important for us, um, but uh, I am thinking now. I am thinking the, the next match against Sporting in Portugal Thursday and also against, against Wolverhampton because uh, our our way is is starting. We are in, in the beginning for 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 me. And uh, our, our performance is getting better, and it's positive for, for us, for me, and also with, with the ambition, uh, don't stop and continue. Chaotic and lucky was how Manchester United boss Jose Mourinho described his side's win over Bournemouth. Marcus Rashford scored the winner in injury time. Anthony Marshall had earlier equalised after Callum Wilson had put the cherries ahead. The final score 2-1, but Mourinho was unhappy with the performance top teams don't start as bad as we did. A defensive mistake cannot be the trigger for a, a chaotic defensive performance for 45 minutes. And I'm really upset with that because uh, it's not possible to be the lucky team at off time with a result that we don't deserve. Tottenham survived a late fight back as they moved above Arsenal with a 3-2 win against Wolverhampton. Spurs were 3-0 up, but defender Juan Foyth gave away two penalties on his Premier League debut to allow Wolves back into the match. Tottenham thought, though held on, and now level on points with third-place Chelsea, who play Crystal Palace later tonight. To end the news, our top stories. IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock slams Cathay's reaction to its huge passenger data hack. The head of the new Hang Seng University lauds the benefits of its independence and the health chief says the government may yet create a high-risk pool for its voluntary health insurance plan. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.